following message is from Narrative Church, a Lutheran church located in Williamson County, Texas. For more information, go to www.narrative.church. This morning, we have readings coming to us um, from John Peter and the book of Corinthians. So from John 3, chapter 16 through 18, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in him is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. From 1 Peter 3, verse 21, baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And finally, from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There are moments in my life now where I sit back and think, I wonder how my parents did this. In fact, I was sharing just this like 10 minutes, 15 minutes ago with someone. I drove down to the Rio Grande Valley with the uh, Board of Mission Administration. We got to see these churches who were doing good work. And let me tell you, there are a lot of roads between here and Harlingen. And what I got to do was just plug it into my phone and then plug my phone into my radio. And then we got down there and we drove probably about four or five hours total just viewing and visiting with these different churches. And I was driving someone else's car because I have a truck with one seat. They said, that's not going to work. But someone said, I don't want to drive. If someone else will drive my car, it was an infinity. I said, twist my arm. So I was driving this car and it dawned on me, my dad did this with a paper map. And here I am, if I make a wrong turn, it just goes, Recalculating, right? And in like a really nice voice, I yell at it sometimes. But so you have that thing, and, and, and as I thought of that thing, I also thought of like, remember buying things not online? They used to have these great things called stores. But one thing we've experienced is Facebook Marketplace. You used to have to like look in the newspaper and see, okay, who's selling something or actually go to a garage sale. But now not only can you see what someone is giving, you can stalk them on Facebook to be like, they're not going to try and murder me when I go to pick this up. So one afternoon, Chelsea goes, hey, I found this thing on Facebook. Someone in our neighborhood has a bunch of crown molding they want to get rid of. And I said, perfect. Tell them we'll take it. Great. It ended up being four houses down from us. Kind of where our street tees into the next street. So I drove my truck down there. I was like, oh, we can just load these in. And the guy goes, well, crown molding's a little floppy. It, it pro you probably don't want to put it in your truck even driving that short a distance. You're probably going to get some snaps. I was like, okay, how do we do this? He's like, just hold your arms out. So here we are, the two of us, walking down the street with these 12-foot lengths of crown molding just you know bouncing along and I was like I hope I clean my garage enough to get these in 
But so we end up getting this crown molding in, get it in the garage, it's just blank. So I do what I always do. Hey, Dad, <laughs> do you want to come help me install some crown molding? He goes, yeah, let's find a date. I was like, great, I'll have it prepped, ready to go. So I sanded, I painted, listened to some podcasts, just worked out in the garage getting this stuff ready to go. Well, Dad calls me back a couple days later, goes, hey, Hoop wants to come. And my brother over there just goes, yes. Whenever you hear Hoop, that's Steve Hooper. Steve Hooper is a close friend of my dad who has done all the projects around our houses with him. And when Hoop wants to come, what you know is you've just gone from DIY to a free professional. So Hoop says, yeah, no, let's, let's make a road trip of it. We'll come up, we'll do it. So it's really great. I had it all painted, ready to go, measured out the rooms. I went to Home Depot, rented a, um, uh, a scaffolding piece so that we you know, wouldn't only have to be on ladders. We could kind of work above us. And we, the first piece of crown molding gets cut and goes up and just, I mean, perfect. Just right up, and I thought, we're gonna be done with this in an hour. The second piece goes up and Hoop goes, yep, here we are. My ceiling bends a little bit. And then right next to that bend was a register for the air conditioner. And I'm just sitting there going, all right, pack it up. We tried. But it was really great because what I did was I watched Dad and Steve, who have worked together on projects for years, and they just sat there, and I watched them. And it was like, you know, just computing, right? And then they start whispering to each other. And then what's really brilliant and what I love about working with Steve Hooper is he never does anything without explaining it to you. This is a guy who, like, I've watched him eyeball things and cut them to the exact length against his knee. Like, he is a professional. And he always stops and he goes, all right, Ted, here are our three options. Now, it was like it was my house and he was offering me three options. He knew what he was going to do. He was just walking me through the process. So he goes, we can kind of score this one a little bit on the back so it bends. What we could do is we could put the next one up and then just get it into the corner enough, tack it in, and we should be good to go, or we cut it into chunks. I go, well, I like just pushing things in until they fit. Like, I'm, I'm all about, like, ask Chelsea how I do the dishwasher. If there's enough room, I'm not hand washing it. So I go, let's, yeah, let's try that, which was what he wanted to do. So we tack up the next piece, and I watch this magic of him just kind of inch by inch by inch by inch by inch by inch. Nail it. You wouldn't be able to tell. And then throughout the day, just getting to be a part of it, like, you know, doing the DIY in my house and getting it up and learning about how to caulk it, how to fill the holes and, and paint the last pieces and do those kinds of things, how to measure these corners. And every part of the way, Steve or dad stopped to explain to me, well, this is why we're doing it like this. And each of them had their role. Steve was the measurement and cutting guy. Dad is a painter. And so he's caulking, filling, sanding holes and putting on touches of paint. Matt came over to help and 
Matt is learning from dad how to do these kinds of things. I'm running back and forth with Steve. As I sat down to write a book on discipleship, it hit me. That's what it is. Discipleship in its most basic form is someone of the faith teaching us in everyday ways. We're all going to be discipled somehow. And it can't all happen here on a Sunday morning. Because here it's, you know, an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half if the pastor's long-winded. But we're consuming things throughout the week. And so for us, discipleship is looking and saying, do we have people around us, ahead of us in the faith walk, behind us in the faith walk, who we are looking and saying, we are growing together in faith. And if we break it down, let's, let's just ask the first simple question, what is a disciple? That's very simple. We, we define it in a certain way. And we define it here in a certain way, and the book we'll be reading defines it in a certain way because I wrote the book. So I was like, I'm just going to use what I already do. So we say a disciple is someone who trusts the promises of Jesus and seeks to follow him. Someone who trusts the promises of Jesus and seeks to follow him. So it is us looking and saying, we trust what Jesus has said to us and then we seek him out. We learn more of who he is, what he's about. And then we step out in our daily lives to do what he would do. Discipleship is simple but hard. It's not overly complicated. I think sometimes it's easy for us to, to hear this idea of discipleship. And if you've been in the church for any amount of time, sometimes we can look at discipleship or people who say, oh, I'm in a discipling relationship or on and on. And we go, that's the all-star team, right? Those are the special Christians. I'm just the regular Joe Schmo. Well, you know who was the regular kind of Christians? The disciples. They fished. They collected taxes. They were regular people. Discipleship for us, and the, the only entry code to discipleship, is baptism. We read this morning from 1 Peter, baptism now saves through that gift of grace where God reaches down through simple water and his word and gifts us entrance to the family. That is the invitation to a life of discipleship. You don't have to do anything more. You don't have to be like, well, in 10 years, once I've hit my five Christianity goals, then I can be a disciple. No, Jesus is saying, are you in the family? Great, join in. That's the only bar for entrance. That when we ask, what is a disciple? We say it is someone who trusts the promises of Jesus and seeks to follow him. That that's the only thing you have to do is start with that trusting. You begin by looking and saying, look at what Jesus has done for me. In the waters of baptism, he claimed 
me. And he's calling me to so much more. So what is then trusting, seeking, following? We're going to spend a couple weeks really diving in. But trusting is very simple. It's remembering what Jesus has done for you. The first act of discipleship is not something you do. It's what Jesus did. It is that identity and core of who you are. It's easy to get mixed up and say, discipleship is about what I do. I need to read my Bible more. I need to love more people. I need to go and do and do and do and do. The first step of discipleship is stepping back and saying, Lord, when I couldn't, you did. When I was far off, you came near. When I returned from running away, at the end of the road, you ran to me. We live right now in a a Christian culture that seems to keep telling us that we need to be more and more holy before God can love us. But the cross tells us God loves us and that's what makes us holy. It's not about some action we still have to do. It's that Jesus did it and then he invites us in and says, listen, come follow me. It's done. Now watch what I do with the rest of your life. So the trusting piece is this weird tension that we live in, almost a paradox of saying, I need to trust, but my trust comes from what Jesus did, so it's really outside of myself because it's his work in saving me. Seeking is the step of saying, if I am saved, well, then I want to know who God is. What is he about? What's he calling me to? This isn't just a simple saying, well, I need to be in my scriptures every day, which is not bad. You're not hearing pastors say, skip that. Be in your scriptures every day. For me right now, it's a, I start the morning, I found an app. Again, my dad used to have to open his Bible. I just click a thing and it's a two-minute meditation to start my day with scripture, with a thought, with prayer. But my goal is to make that two minutes into 10, into 15, into 20, to build into it, to say, I want to start my day here, not because I need it for my salvation, but because if I am saved, I want to live in that promise the rest of the day. And so we seek after God to know him more. We seek after him through his word, through his church, through the world around us. But God doesn't want us to stop there. It's not just about knowing him more. It's about knowing and doing. about stepping outside of our doors and saying, Lord, I want to do what you need me to do today. And sometimes we build that up into this huge thing. 
and we want to live on mountaintops and we go, Lord, I want to experience you as much as I experienced you that one time I was at summer camp. So I just, I'm going to reach for that spiritual high over and over and over again. But what I love about the Lord is he's like, listen, are you cleaning the kitchen? I'm there. Are you mowing the lawn? I'm there. Are you at lunch with some friends? I'm there. Are you at school? I'm there. Following Jesus is about stepping out where we are and doing what he told us to do. And you might say that seems like so many things. There are so many rules. Listen, let's break it down. Two things. Love God, love others. That's it. Answer those two questions, you're following God. Does this love God? Does this love my neighbor? Do it. Because what we find is as we step out our door, as we trust, seek, and then put that into follow, we're looking and seeing what he does in our daily life. And it's simple. It's not complex. It's just stepping out and saying, Lord, today I'm going to love you. I'm going to love others. You know, maybe it's joining in something bigger. Love the Rock is a chance for us to say, hey, we want to love our community. We need some organization. We need to join in with other churches and do that. Okay, let's do that. But it could be as simple as bringing in your neighbor's garbage can for them. As looking at your family and stopping and saying, hey, before we walk out, I'm going to pray for you. I had a good friend, Steve, that one of his things was, he learned along the way, he said, I stopped saying, oh, I'll pray for you on that. And he goes, can we pray now? To stop and say, Lord, let's invite you into this situation. So for us, we trust the promise of the gospel, that Jesus is for us, that discipleship begins and ends in what he has done. That discipleship is not about us filling some spiritual piggy bank and then maybe God will let us in when we get to heaven. It's that we are already living in the life eternal and God is inviting us to be his people in the world. Seeking him is about learning his ways. It's about looking and saying, how do I grow in my love and knowledge of God? Because we can all grow. Following is about saying, Lord, what is my next step? Not what's my marathon, but what's one more step I need to take today to follow you? It's a connection between our head, our heart, and our hands. It's about walking into the world and saying, I know who God is. I know what he's done for me. And that transforms who I am. So when I step out into the world, I do what he has called me to do. A knowledge of the promises, the affection and the effect on our heart and what that changes for us to do in the world. And then discipleship is about imitate me as I imitate Christ. 
It's looking ahead and behind. It's like if you're on a trail going for a hike. If you're in a group, there are people who are ahead of you who know the way. There are people behind you who are probably sucking wind and need some help. And your job is to learn from those who are ahead of you and help those who are behind you. The goal is not to race to the top, but it's to get there together. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. It's about being discipled and discipling others. And we can make this very complicated. We could take it and say, we're going to do all of these things. We're going to try all of these ways. But here's what I believe is that the Lord made it simple around the people he was with. Are there hard questions? Yes. Will there be tough situations? Always. But it is as simple as saying, I trust the promises of Jesus and seek to follow him. And then I bring others along with me. I seek out those who are further down the path than me to learn from them. I look and I go, there are people who know more, who feel more, who do more. And I want to learn from them. And as I learn how to trust those promises, how to seek the Lord, how to follow Him, I want to help others who are learning and growing in that as well. So what we're going to do over the coming weeks is break that down. We're going to look at trusting, seeking, and following. We're going to throw in a bonus week talking about prayer. Because core to this is being in prayer. And then we're going to end this series talking about, so what does it mean on Monday? Because we can talk about it in here, and that's great. But the goal is to say, the Lord calls me to this wherever I am. We trust, seek, and follow. So let me start with trust right now. You are called to be a disciple of the Lord. You are called to trust, seek, and follow Him. Not because of anything else, but the redeeming grace of Jesus for you. No matter what you've done, no matter what you will do, he says on the cross, you are redeemed and you are mine. Come follow me. Let's pray. Lord, let us lean in to the trust that you've given to us, to the promises that you've built into that trust. Lord, let us learn to be disciples, to step out as we seek and follow, to be your people, to love you, and to love others. Pray this all in your son Jesus' name. Amen.